Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles, Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse number 1 and reading, reading down through in this particular passage through the 8th verse, New Living Translation. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in, un, in other languages. As the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running. And they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee. Yet... We hear them speaking in our own native languages. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. You read that entire passage when you get a chance. But I want to come back to verse number six as a term of, of focus this morning. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running. And they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Did you hear that? That's what I want to preach in this service. Turn to your neighbor. Did you hear that? Find you another neighbor. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? The, the sounds, the noises, and what, and who is it that, who is the generator? Matter of fact, we look at God as being both author and finisher of faith. One who could speak to us in so many different ways. I said last night in our Saturday experience that the word of God is alive. The word of God speaks to us. And even when we come to church, 
we realize and almost feel as if that the message is directly for us. Matter of fact, others around you might not, it might not land in the same way at the same time. What is important to you might not be as important to someone else. What is significant to you might not be quite as significant as it was to the person next to you. Did you hear that? That's the backdrop of this moment of which we find, of course, the introduction of the Spirit into the church. And where, and as I made, made the point last night, where would church be if it were not for Spirit? Especially in the African-American tradition. I never liked dead church. I... I always like lively church. I always like worship to be enthused, exciting. And I, I like that when I was sitting where you're sitting. As a matter of fact, that's how I chose church. I went to the places that were energized, on fire, where the preacher would preach with a great sense of passion and not only that, that he would preach with passion, but even in the congregation, that, but there would be a, a robust response. What we know in the black tre- preaching tradition as call and response. It was, of course, again, different areas of the country. They will respond in different ways. In certain ways, they, they would line hymns and when I was in Harlem, I had South Carolina deacons who would sit close to the pulpit. They would angle their chair. And then when I got to the end of sermons, they didn't need a Nate Rooks or a Lottie to get on the organ, but they would start humming. Did you hear that? That sense of excitement. And I remember when I first saw persons, I went to church and and I and I had I'd seen church from different angles. Uh, our church that I was baptized in was somewhat of the middle class nature, uh, we, you know. So we and you know middle class Negroes. In that time, you know they you know they were, they respond with a nod. And But I was excited. Then, of course, my father got called to pastor's first church, and it was right around the corner. It was right around the corner of the church I got baptized in. And we went around the corner. It was a small, smaller church. And, but it was a fiery church. It did not, matter of fact, they did not have a regular musician. And basically, they had wood floors, and they would, they would clap, and they would pat their feet, and was... Wood pews. Uh-huh. We had we had just we had just gone through a, an expansion program at our church, and so we we thought we were somebody, and so we we just extended the church. Got a wonderful baptism pool, and and we had a we had an artist to draw Jesus baptized, and I, I was excited about it because it was a black Jesus. 
Yeah, yeah, black Jesus. 1970, we had a black Jesus baptizing. And, I, and, I was, and my brothers and I were the first ones to get baptized in that new pool. But we end up going around the corner. Now, if you know anything about Asbury Park, New Jersey, there's there we we hear now about the about the luxurious size of Asbury, but there's some hard size of Asbury. I got some Jersey folk in here, and we were we were on we were off of Springwood. Springwood, if you know anything about Asbury, Asbury tried to change the name of the street because it would because it. Springwood was also the place that when 1968 came and Dr. King was killed, that Springwood was a riot spot. And they burned down Springwood. And they burned the stores on Springwood. And, and so then they got sophisticated later. They said, we're going to change the name of Springwood to Lake Avenue. Lake and, and and but finally they ended up going back to Springwood. Today is back to being Springwood. So we were right. We went to our church around the corner without our regular musician. Every now and then, when we had big days, we would with my father would get a musician to come in, and I could see Sister Williams now. She played by ear. I don't know if she was trained at all, uh, and 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 she would come in and she would try to find us. And, and, and she would struggle to find us because we weren't used to music. And so it was the clapping of the hands and the wood floors. You look where you're sitting now, the wood floors. That's, that's a part of uh, going back in that experience. A whole lot of things I learned in, in, that, in that setting off of DeWitt there in Asbury Park, in somewhat of the rough, rougher side. Not the side that we had seen at our middle class church. And then a block from us, it, it was a, there was another church. I'm not going to call names of the, the churches, but if you know the vicinity, there was a church that was a little, they were a step up from us. They were, they were more silk stocking and, and, and all of that. But, but I, I went to an experience and I saw some folk excited about worship and I'd go into the National Baptist Convention and the preachers were praying prayers and, and, then, and then they would get to the end of their prayers and they would tune up Kelvin and folk would be praying but other preachers would be standing up pushing them. Pray, pray Doc, pray. And then I went to sermons and I saw folk in worship. I hadn't seen this before. They were standing up in the sermon. Not standing up. And then they call a preacher by name. Yeah, they call him by name. I, I heard, I heard, heard, I heard in that setting the late Dr. Sandy Ray. Sandy Ray passed the Cornerstone Church in Brooklyn, New York, and I saw folks standing up. And they would say, "Preach, Sandy." I said, "When I go back home, I'm taking that back home with me." I went back, went back, and then I said that I, I was going to do that. I was, I was just a kid. And I can remember I'd go to church one night, man was preaching, and he was preaching, and I stood up somewhere in the back. And then I then Maxine, I yelled out his name. <laughs> I, I yelled out a man's name who could have been my great grandfather. And 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 so I, I stood up. I said, preach, Carl. 
They looked back at me. Who's this boy? And I can remember, I can remember, even when my father switched churches. We, we, we went from one church and started in one church. My father got called to another church, and, 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 and the congregation didn't really understand uh, the, the movement of going from one church to the next church. I remember my dad announced, we said, we get, I just got called to pastor another church. And, 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 and then uh, I could see a little boy who stood up and told his mama, he said, he said we're getting ready. We, our church is moving. And the mother said, sit down, sit down, Kirk. You're not, we're not going anywhere, and you're not going anywhere. Did you hear that? This message is a message that really looks at the introduction of the spirit. Spirit, worship, the power of God. Something is going on. Languages are being heard. This is not just nonsensical babbling. They heard their own language. Spoke folk who spoke French. They heard French and they, and they heard Portuguese and and they, they, heard, they heard indigenous languages being, being spoken. And, 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 they, and they said, something's going on because these folk are so excited. And it's only morning time. And somebody even said, have they been drinking already? How can they be so excited early in the morning? Matter of fact, somebody could ask that question and right here, right in this place. Where are you going? Your neighbor's looking at you trying to hustle off the church 7.30 in the morning and then if you're in a choir or you're dancing and you're getting here earlier than that and then I'm seeing you pulling out. Did you hear that? Did you hear that garage go up? Did you hear that engine start? Did you hear that? Did you hear those praises which end up emanating from someone's lips? Did you hear that? The first thing I need to tell you in this service is God has a way of breaking through the conventional. He can break through the conventional. When my father got called to, to his second church, again, it was a step up from where we had been. We, we had been sort of in the, what you know, in a rough street, and we moved to a different place and different, different uh, individuals there. And, and I said to myself, Matter of fact, matter of fact, I, I like this church. The reason why I like this church is because when we first went there and my father preached and, and we had a wonderful time, it was 11 o'clock service and it, it was 12.10 and we were leaving church. I said, this is beautiful. 11 o'clock service, 12.10, we're leaving. I said, oh, this is, this is it. I we told our mother, I said, we said, this is good. If, they, if, they, if, if this is where we're going to be, this is fine. Our mother looked at us. She says, if your dad comes here, they won't be getting out at 1210. <laughs> she was so right. That was not going to be the case. Because my, my dad, and some of you met my dad, he, he was robust and noisy. And he, he wanted long church. He was never in a hurry. Matter of fact, he, he used to come here to preach, and he would say, I feel like I'm hurried. Yeah. I said, Doc, you were, yes, you are hurried. Let's hurry to the pulpit. Let's hurry through the message, and let, let, let's hurry on back downstairs. But, he, but, but, but the impact, when we first went to my dad's new church, I said, I'm coming. The same fire I had 
on DeWitt on, in Asbury Park. I'm bringing it here. So my dad was preaching. I stood up, Marquette. Preach, Doc. I was a, I was a kid. I was in high school. <laughs> I was a different kind of kid. Yeah, I stood up, and then I can remember, I can remember, I, I'm not going to call her name because it might be a relative of yours. She looked at me, and I looked at her. I said, I'm not the one with the problem. You are. <laughs> and she was like, we don't do that here. You don't do that here, but I'm, I, this is the way church had lit a fire with me. And so I, I, so, and I wasn't thinking anything about ever preaching the gospel. That wasn't on my mind, but things were, were checking in to me. And they were checking in to me that what I liked about church and what I did not like about church. I, I, I detested, I detested dead church. Did not, that didn't ring a bell with me. I also wasn't crazy about long church either. Because, I mean, I wanted to play ball. I wanted to, you know, enjoy the evening and enjoy afternoon. I mean, I mean, I grew up in a church where we went to morning service, and then we went to BTU at 6 o'clock, and then we had evening worship. And that was a long day. But it would mess up my afternoon balling. You cut my game short. I'm, I'm rolling, and y'all, and we got to stop. To go back to church. But I'm grateful that I had to stop. I'm grateful for the impact that the word of God was making on my life. And I, I, I mean, I, I, went, I went to church and I, I, I remember I went to church with no plans to hear the sermon. Zero. I played in the pew. And then when the preacher got up, I put my sunglasses on. I had no intention of listening to a sermon. But the word of God was breaking through. I didn't even realize what was happening. But it was happening. It was moving. I heard a man preach a sermon. And, I was, and he, was, he was in a white suit, white shirt, red tie. And he was preaching about dry bones. And I said to myself, I said, if, if, uh, if the Lord ever calls me, I'm preaching that. I was a kid, but it was registering. It was impacting. You don't know the things that impact your life. And then when the Lord called me, that's what I preached. That's my first sermon. I preached about dry bones. Talked about the, I talked about the church and how the church needs to catch on fire. And, and the same fire I had then, I pray that the same fire I have now. God can break through those conventional spaces of us. Some of you, you had walls up. But God had to break through the walls. And after God breaks through the walls and you have an experience, now that I have an experience, my testimony and my story is different. I tell it with boldness. 
No one can tell your story like you can tell your story. Your journey, how you came through cancer, surgeries, loss of a loved one. How did you come through? How, how, how is it that you don't, you're, not, you're not trying to jump off a roof? Did you hear that? God speaking to you. Speaking to you through his holy word. The sixth verse is, is, a, is, a, is a verse because it says, they heard the loud noise. Everyone came running. They didn't understand it, but they heard their own languages. God is going to put people who are going to be able to speak to your situation. Somebody today, you need a word of hope. God's got the word of hope for you. You got the word of patience. God got the word of patience. And he's trying to tell you, hold on to me. He knows how to meet us right where we are. And every time I open up this book, it is tailor-made for me. Wherever I've been. With things I said I never would do. Matter of fact, that's what you've seen happen in your own life spiritually. What you watched in others, now you're able to live out in your own witness. Some of you now, you, I'm, I'm, I'm quiet. I'm, I, I don't, and, and God has broken you out of that. Now, there are different ways for God to break you out of some things. There, there are some people who have transitioned. You started tithing. I, I always say that there are different ways to shout. You can, you can shout in a way that I can hear it, or you can shout financially. <laughs> Come on, somebody. There's some folk who right now, you're getting ready to shout. Now, you're not going to walk up here. You're not going to lay any money on the altar, lay money on the apostle. No, but when offering time comes, you shout. You're shouting because you know what the Lord has done for you. You're shouting because you see where the Lord is going to take you. You're shouting because of the doors he opens and the windows he opens and how he showers you with the blessings from on God. Somebody, somebody could, could shout loud and give low, but God knows. You could go through all the things in terms of your outward de demonstration, but what is real, what is significant? The second thing is, the fire of the word cleanses spiritual impurities. The word, fire is something you heat stuff up. You heat it up, heat it up, you heat it up. You don't, you don't, want, you don't want to eat the, some food... You, 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 not, you don't want it cold, you want it hot. My, 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 one of my brothers, he loves all of his food piping hot. If it's not piping, he wants to eat food where you got to put it in your mouth and go. <laughs> if you don't have it piping hot, he's got a problem. Piping hot. But when you look at heat, heat gets rid of impurity. Just rid of impurity. And I was in a restaurant the other day. I didn't really, I didn't really like what I saw, but, but you know, I didn't really like it because 
because a gentleman was, was making, was making uh, a, a sandwich and uh, the heat was going and then I, I saw him sneeze. And you're not serving that to me, are you? But then I said, I'm 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 not gonna be a problem cussing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I don't wanna be I'm not gonna be a problem. I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna believe that the heat is going to take care of it. Now, I know for some of y'all, this, this analogy does not work. I know it doesn't work. I know you'd have been a problem. You'd have, you'd have been a, you should have had a mask on. You should have been all, over. Yeah, I, don't, I, I sneeze this way. I don't care which way you sneeze. Make me another one. But the point that I'm making is this. That heat has a way of cleansing. And for some of us, in order for us to get spiritually where we are today, we had to go through some heat. You didn't like the heat. You didn't appreciate the heat. But you are better because of the heat. I wish I had a witness in here. You, 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 can, you can tell. I, I, I'm going through a hot spot. And, and, and one thing about going through heat, it sensitizes you. You, 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 you think that you above some stuff. Go through some heat. It's going gonna, it's gonna to totally change you. You come through a challenge. And you know the only one who brought me through this was the power of God. So the fire of the word. As a matter of fact, that's what, that's, how, that's, what, that's what preaching was described. It was described as fire and brimstone. And, and, and he said the fire and brimstone preaching was, was scaring folk into the kingdom. Because we did not want the alternative. Because you do know there is an alternative. It, there is no such thing as purgatory. And there either you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. That's it. Now, we don't have to judge that. God tells us, judge ye not. That's not, that's not for you to do. And, and some folk, you, you, you know, you know, you know, you know they're going straight to hell. I preach some funerals of folk. They, I, know, I know they're going straight to hell. I know they are. And <laughs> amen. You, you, you know it too. I don't, care how, I don't care what they said at the microphone. You know where they're going. Because you can't create spirituality. You can't manufacture it. Now, they do want you as a minister to do a magic act. They want you, they want you to do a miracle. And I, I've had some folk pat me on the back and say, Brevin, you preach that thing. I, I preached it because I preached the word of God. 
can't, I can't lift up Snooky. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> one, of my, one of my classic stories was a family, they were trying to decide whether they were going to have a church funeral or a funeral home service. And they were, they were, they were bitterly up, uh, in opposition. One side said church funeral. We're going to put him in a black suit, white shirt, black tie, and a Bible and a cross around his neck. Other part of the family said, that's a lie. <laughs> he didn't wear a black suit. He didn't wear a white shirt. And he didn't have a black tie or a cross or a Bible. And so the family won out that did not want to, him to come to church. And I went over there to the, to the service. I went over there to it. And uh, they put him in there. He had a bomber jacket, 240 ounces. <laughs> now, that, they said, now that's him. Hey, man, they, man, he took his liquor. He took his liquor all away. How are you going to be defined? Because folk around you know the real you. We, we know the fabricated you. We know, we know the receptionist you. But, but there are some folk who know the real you. And even if other folk don't know it, God knows it. And I'm not answering the people, but I am answering to him. These tongues of fire that ring out in this passage. Flames, they look, they look flames or tongues of fire appeared. Verse number two, verse number three. And then they were filled with the spirit, speaking in other languages. Not unknown languages, but in the scripture, New Living Translation said other languages. Because God wanted, and that's why it was such a surprising moment, is that folk are speaking my language. Did you hear that? Speaking right where I am. And they had not gone, they had not, they had not gotten some uh, translator like Google. But they had the Holy Spirit that was moving in their midst. And then when they caught in there, they said, they speak in my language. Did you hear that? Speaking to my situation. Speaking to my issues. And that's my prayer every week. That, that, that the word of God comes in a way that it speaks to the issues of people. Not some fabricated story that is disconnected, but a word that empowers us. These tongues of fire. The third thing I need to tell you, yielding to God opens the way for the Holy Spirit to take over your tongue. I yield to God and now you are going to take over my tongue. Same tongue that I used in the wrong way. Same tongue 
that I used to use other kind of words. But now the Holy Spirit's going to take over my tongue. You're going to feel like you want to respond. But the Holy Spirit takes over my tongue. Did you hear that? You, you see, you see where, how far I've come? That I can hear what I just heard and respond with a God bless you. Did you hear that? Did you hear yourself? And when you heard yourself, you almost felt like something is taking over me. Something on the inside. Avon, did you stand up for your birthday? You didn't stand up. Your birthday's this week, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you. But the takeover of tongue, the takeover of spirit, the takeover of life. You have to understand that if you have life and you have life in Christ, it ought to be a different way that I'm going to respond. I come to worship, and I haven't come here to sleep. I come to worship, and I'm excited about praising God. I'm excited because I got up this morning. We sang it earlier, Nate. We rise. We shine. We give God the glory. I'm thanking God that you could take over my tongue. And I could do like David said, everything that had breath. Ought to praise the Lord. Do I have some praises in here? I'm not ashamed to praise his name. How can this be? These people are all from Galilee, yet we hear them speaking in our own native language. God can take over. And that's my prayer today, that he takes over. Take over my home. Take over my life. Take over my my focus take over my mind let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus do I have a witness I got clapping in my hands I've got joy in my heart I got a hallelujah on my lips can't nobody no like the Lord. Did you hear that? I will bless the Lord at all times. I will lift up my hands. I will give God the praise. Say yes. Say yes. Yes. Did you hear that? Come on, clap the hand. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I love you, Lord.